This is for the men who never settle. The ones who believe only quitters and a game and a tie. The type of guys who choose the bar with the biggest TVs to overcompensate for theirs at home. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. Rebound kicked out to McKenzie Shippey. On the move, right in a runner from eight feet. No, Jackson snares down the miss and then puts it home for the right side. Jackson in double figures for Friends. And Friends comes away with a rebound and a chance to take the lead. 33-32, Emerlehu going for the lead from the left wing. Emerlehu with the triple. He's got nine, and the Falcons reclaim the lead. Welcome to the Friends Basketball Coaches Show from Walk-On Sports Bistro. Snares the rebound for Friends. Ahead, Barbary goes up, and he flushes it down. Taking flight! Now here's your host, Pat Strothman. What's going on, everyone? Voice of the Friends Falcons, Pat Strothman, with another edition of the Friends Basketball Show from Walk On Sports Bistro here on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Here tonight, you'll hear from Headman's basketball coach, Phil McClintock, but just want to start off by saying thank you to Walk On Sports Bistro once again for letting us broadcast from here. This is the place to be. Hopefully you were here for the big game this past weekend. There will be other big games too. You have the NCAA tournament just around the corner. College basketball is in full swing. If you're one of those people that has to watch multiple games at once and you don't have multiple screens, you should probably come to Walk On's right here on Mace Road because they have TVs everywhere. No matter where you sit, you're going to have a great spot to catch the game of your choice. And they also have great food, too. So if you want to come out here and try their food, you should, because there is a southern twist to the game day styles food. It's all fantastic, though. I've had multiple items here, and I have not been disappointed once. So coming at the Walk-On Sports Beast Trail, we appreciate their support of Friends University Athletics. So a lot to recap with Phil McClintock. The Friends Falcons have played five games. It's the last time that we did our last Friends basketball show. So, Coach, I guess that means we have to start with McPherson. We we talked about the four games leading up to that point, facing off against teams in the NAIA tournament. You take on McPherson, a team that's one of the top teams in the conference this year. In the first go around, you fell behind by 18 points. You gave up the first 18 you wind up recovering, bouncing back, and getting the win. So going on the road, already having a little bit of confidence with a win over McPherson. But the, the one thing this team is still trying to figure out is trying to figure out how to win at this stage. Had moments, a couple of free throws that were there for the taking. You make them. You're celebrating a win. Instead, a couple of free throws left the door open, and Curtis Rose would get a, a bucket and also got fouled as well. And that ended up being a little bit too much to overcome long time ago that was in the month of january but let's recap that one with the mcpherson bulldogs close but once again another opportunity that was maybe squandered at the time yeah <clears throat> excuse me it does feel like a long time ago so um that was that was uh we've had a lot of close games you know and heartbreakers that was probably the worst the, the biggest heartbreaker of the year so far i mean we uh we were up i we were up four we were up six with a minute left up four with 30 seconds um you know, down the stretch, we go one of four from the free throw line. Um, and, you know, Curtis Rose, obviously players make plays, drove in, got fouled. So we still had a second on the clock. And 
drop a play out of a timeout and looking to go the length of the floor, and then we throw the ball in and hit the volleyball net that's hanging in the gym. And so it's their ball underneath their own basket, and then we have to foul, and we get an intentional foul for pushing a player. I mean, whether it was or not, whatever, still. Mm-hmm. Um, and they get two free throws, and then we try again, you know, down three. It's just, I mean, couldn't, couldn't make up a worse finish there. And that was kind of a microcosm of, of what we've been dealing with uh, this year. So that was definitely a tough one. You know, the, the bright side, we played well enough to, you know, on the road against, a, uh, you know, I think they're in fourth or, or fifth yeah. in our conference. And so a tournament team. And, you know, had a chance to beat him. So that's just that's where we are this season trying to find a way to win. So but that was a heartbreaker. So It's going to take time, as we all know. It takes a little bit of time. You can't just flip the switch and expect good results to happen right off the bat. But nice thing is, after that type of, of a heartbreaker, with, with your team suffering so many of them, it's very easy to fold and say, all right, well, we just want to coast the rest of the way not get better, we're not in the postseason tournament, those types of things. You can have that mentality, but you were able to dust yourselves off. You played the Bethany Swedes right after that on the Saturday after. You led by nine at halftime, and you ultimately pulled out a seven-point win, 79-72. to K.J. Spiller with 20. Tim Barberry, though, having a, another great game, 18 points and six rebounds off the bench for your squad. Didn't shoot the ball particularly well from beyond the arc, but you were able to make your free throws and you hit some shots when you're around the rim. And, hey, that's a wonderful thing. The game of basketball can be a lot of fun if you can hit some shots around the rim. Your thoughts on that win against Bethany? Yeah, it was a big win. I mean, because, I mean, if you look at even before Mac, we had the overtime heartbreaker uh, against K-Dub, you know, where we miss a free throw and they come in time. I mean, so, um, you know, we have that one. We have the Mac game that we thought we, you know, could have won or should have won, whatever whatever you want to say. So coming coming back home, obviously against Bethany, a, a team that was below us in conference, we knew that was an, you know one we had to have, and we we played pretty well. They played a zone, you know, and which their zone they've been playing is is kind of an amoeba where they're taking away the perimeter and they're really aggressive up top. So we knew the middle and the you know the 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 blocks were going to be open in the lane. So we did a good job of especially KJ and Tim. Just hey, let's just you know stick with what they're giving us, and we can we can score from there. So they did a good job taking that over. And it was a weird game, um, and it wasn't very fun because there was a bunch of outside things happening in the gym during the game, which was crazy. Um, but I was proud of the guys because at times this year when things like that happen, we've we've you know made mistakes ourselves and mental mistakes, but we were able to hold on and win that game. Phil McClintock, our guest, the head men's basketball coach at Friends University on the Friends Basketball Show on ESPN Wichita, broadcasting from Wacom Sports Bistro. We'll get to some other games here just a little bit and preview what's coming up next for the Friends men's basketball team. You had a chance to, to go back to your old stomping grounds to Ottawa University after that win against Bethany, led at the half. I need to go back and truly see how many times you've led at the half this year because I think you've done it a whole heck of a lot you guys shot the ball incredibly well in the first half. You shot it, I think it was over 60% in the first half. Second half, Ottawa was also quite good shooting from the field in the first 20 minutes. But then that continued into half number two. They finished at 62% from the floor. And if you go 13 to 20 from beyond the yard, you're not going to lose too many of those basketball games. So Aaron Siebenthal's bunch was able to, to hit those three balls when they absolutely needed them. What was it like going back to to Wilson Fieldhouse, at the loudest gym in the KCAC? 
Well, it wasn't very fun because we lost. Right. So, um, you know, I had a lot of people asking me, you know, hey, you know, how's it feel? It felt literally it was probably more comfortable, honestly, other than moving to the left side of the gym, you know, instead of the right side on the bench. But um, we played well. Uh, you know, there were familiar faces. It was it was all, it was nice to see people there that obviously I'd been there the last eight years. So it was definitely nice to see. But, uh, we, you know, we're just trying to battle to find some wins. So that was my most important thing there. Um we played well in the first half, both both ends. Um, I thought we played extremely hard and played hard, you know, probably harder than them in the first half, um, and did exact executed exactly how we wanted to. Uh, second half, you know, DeAndre Buggage is a really good player, and he ended up with 28 points and seven assists, and I think he went five eight from the three point line. Which I mean, when when they're shooting, you know, 13 to 20, they're shooting that high of a percentage, which. You know, credit to them and and Buggage when he's shooting. I think he went five of eight. That's it's going to be hard to beat and hard to stop because he's really good at getting to the rim as well. So um, we just, I mean, like you said, we obviously can can play good basketball in stretches and we can we can have the lead at half, but that doesn't matter. Whenever you know in, in the win loss column, so um, I, I was proud of our guys. It's a, hard, it's a it's a hard place to play. It's a hard you know on the road against these teams. It's hard to win. So. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so important to protect your home court. So yeah, well, that's it. You got to steal some on the road too. You and, have to, and, and you also have to win at home. You it's, do. It's kind yeah, of it's a hard. tough combination, especially in a league this year. It's, <laughs> it's easier said than done, but we we can tell our guys that all the time. You know, it's can we figure out a way to do it? So, <laughs> well, it's it's those moments that this this year has been a challenging year, but it, it could be a year that could result in in being fruitful in the future if you learn from the mistakes. And then after the game against Ottawa, you play in a low-scoring affair against the St. Mary Spires. Both defenses were trying to be locked in there at the beginning. St. Mary brought a lot of energy in the first half. After you guys calmed down a little bit, you got settled in, able to tie it up at the break at 32-wall. Then in the second half, you near the five-minute mark, four-minute mark, and it comes down to, gee, I wonder if we said this before, it comes down to just making plays and St. Mary – Made a few more plays. The shot St. Martin was tough to stop. Try to keep them away from the free throw line. It's really tough to do. But, hey, you're right there at the very end. Just uh, another tough, heartbreaking loss. Losing by one in all reality. Probably losing by three. You got to tap in at the very end in order to make it a one-point ball game. But still, a loss is a loss. What you see from the last home game against St. Mary? Yeah, St. Mary's playing really well. They, they had won like five or six coming into our game. So we knew it was going to be tough. But they're also a team, you know, we're trying to fight to get in the tournament, and they're, you know, at that seven spot or whatever when we played them. So, I mean, we're trying to – those are teams – those are games you have to win at home. And so, um, they smacked us in the mouth. I, I, it was impressive how hard and together they played at the beginning. And so, um, we were able – I was actually super proud. I talked to our guys at halftime how, hey, you sustained that run. You you know, you, you made your own run, and we were able to keep, you know, tie it at half. Well, you know, what are we going to do the second half? And they kind of took – Took control. I mean, if you look at the the numbers, I've done this a lot, obviously, um, looking at our stats after the game. We outshoot them by a bunch. We out-rebounded by a bunch. Um, You know, our assist numbers have to be higher. But, I mean, the numbers look good. Like, hey, what's going on? Well, they outshot us from the free throw line. You know, I mean, it was was pretty wild, the numbers, especially in the second half. And so, in part of – I mean – you know, I thought there was some times when they were driving and got got some calls. But, I mean, credit to them. If you put your head down and, and try to get to the paint, I mean, the chances that you get a call are a lot higher than if you, you know, are soft and try to shoot over the top or shoot threes. And so credit to them for getting to the line. But, I mean, that was a big difference in that second half. Um, and then at the end of the game, I mean, I – 
we were down six or we were down five or six there late in the game and we were able to press a few times. We got a steal. We got some really, really good looks late and they just didn't fall. Um, and then we got a, I mean, a decent look, you know, we were down by three and had five seconds left and I mean, an errant pass run the play perfectly and we pass it to the, the volleyball line instead of just passing it to a player and get a good look. So, which I mean, that's, that's how it's been this year too, too much for us. So hopefully we can learn from it. So well, that takes us to the game last night at Southwestern, a top 10 team in the country, a mound builder team that is known for its ability to score some points. And they certainly scored 97 last night in a 97 to 64 win. You and I were talking just beforehand before we officially flipped the switch and started talking here officially. Southwestern's pretty good if they make some threes. And if Andrew O'Brien's going to go six of eight from beyond the arc, okay, even if he goes three of eight from beyond the arc, maybe four of eight from beyond the arc, you're probably not going to win many of those games because we all know what Kevin Clark can do. They also have a kid off the bench who can also knock down some threes as well. One of the smoother shooters that I've seen in the conference in recent years. Southwestern's pretty good. When the Mount Builders knock down 15 threes, kind of hard to beat them. Yeah, they're they're good. I mean, and we knew. I mean, especially going there, I don't know. I, I can't quote. I know Oklahoma Wesleyan just beat them at home. But, I mean, obviously the number nine team in the nation. They haven't lost many games at all. But it's just a hard place to win. And, you know, we had our game plan. We went in and then, you know, boom, all of a sudden 15 minutes in the game, maybe even 10. I'll have to look back. But um, Andrew O'Brien had made six or seven threes. And he was making fadeaway. He was – you know, feeling it, and, I mean, we're like, okay, well, we're, we're going to have to adjust kind of what we were planning on doing. And um, the good thing about our guys, I mean, we they, they that happened all at the very beginning of the game, and we had to call a couple timeouts. Well, we, we cut it to 10 or, or 11 at half, and so, I mean, we were there, and we, you know, we shot a high percentage, and um, we did some good things in that first half, too. In the second half, they're just – they were too good, and it was one of those where – there have been, I think, two games when I have felt like we're like, well, we are not in this game. And that was one of them, and there's no doubt about it. It was bad um, and at Oklahoma Wesleyan. and But we were still kind of battling back at Oklahoma Wesleyan. That one last night was that they were just playing at such a, a different level as we were. It, was, it wasn't even close. It wasn't the same game. And so credit to them. So they're a good team. Sometimes you just got to tip the cap and say good game. And that's exactly what happened last night. Phil McClintock, our guest from Friends Men's Basketball here on the Friends Basketball Show. Three games left in the regular season for the Falcons. They travel to Hillsborough to take on Tabor on Saturday this weekend. Then they go to York on Wednesday, February 22nd, and then a final home game on February 24th against Avila for Senior Day, and we'll get to that in just a little bit. want to ask about three different people before we kind of turn the page to Senior Day. And I guess it will be kind of fitting to, to talk about Tim Barberry with Senior Day being just around the corner. Tim has just played uh, an incredible, some incredible games. He's had an incredible stretch. And for a guy who started as a starter, when you move to a different position, to a different role, never know how some individuals take that. Tim is a big reason to why you guys came close to knocking off Kansas Wesleyan. And he picked up a win against Bethany and some other big-time performances as well. What do you think of, of Tim and what he's been able to provide these last couple of weeks? Yeah, he's been good. He's stepped it up. You know, we started him last night, um, and he, he had earned that spot because he's, he's been on both ends, been a big part of, 
of, I mean, us being in games. I mean, we need his presence. We need him to be, you know, physical and score and rebound. And he's done both. And so I know he's had a really good career, and we'll we'll definitely miss him, you know. But, I mean, he's our only senior. So, I mean, we got to – that's why I've already been talking about the guys. Hey, I – if it comes down to a point where you don't have anything else to play for, play for Tim because he has, you know, he has a limited amount of games where he's going to be able to play, you know, organized. I'm sure that he'll play rec ball or whatever. Maybe I don't know if he wants to <laughs> – has aspirations of playing in the future overseas or something like that. But, I mean, yeah. these are his last college games, so let's play for him. So, um, but like you said, he's been he's been great. He's been really, really good lately, and we've needed that. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. With Senior Day approaching, that'll be a big day for him, so don't need to kind of dig a little bit deeper there for, for Senior Day. But, you know, it is important, though, when, when a new coach comes in and you already have guys who have been there for a couple of years, you never know what it's going to be like in your position, in your shoes. You can come in and you can have the idea that everything's going to be roses and everything's going to be fine, but sometimes it's not the case. Sometimes it takes a little while to figure things out, but – at the end, Tim Barberry, one of those guys, when you look at the, at this program, last year he was just so good. And, and this year, to see his finish, I think I'm just so happy to see the way that he's finishing because that's the, the biggest thing. It's it's not about how you start, it's about how you finish. And if you look at Tim Bar, Barberry the last so many weeks and then you look at last year, he's going to go down as uh, one of the fun ones to remember in Friends University history. Yeah, and, and, you know, the other thing about Tim is he's the only senior. It's hard to be the only senior. You yeah. know, these other guys have the thought, well, you know, we weren't great this year. Well, we, you know, we have next year. There's always next year. And it's not like that for Tim. So, the thing about it, I mean, and I'm preaching to our guys, hey, well, you got three games left. You have a chance to, you know, double up. You win two of the three. You double up your win total. Like, there's things to play for. And so, we have the ability to catch people in front of us and climb up the ladder and ranking of uh, standings, and that's important to me. And I know it's important to Tim, and hopefully our, our other guys can, can understand the importance and can jump on board with us. Well, while we were breaking down other games, the game at Ottawa, Keon Hutton returns and end up getting you in double figures. Didn't know if Keon will be back here in 2024. Good to see him back out there. I know he's got a knee brace on, but Keon, to be able to just get him out there, how big can that be for him? It's been good, and it's good to get him. I mean, we've he's been on limited minutes, and, you know, obviously he had been a month and a half to where he couldn't, like, run or anything like that. So he's limited on conditioning and things like that. But, I mean, just his skill – and his scoring ability is something that we've missed, obviously. I mean, he was shooting 50, 40, 80, you know, and, and scoring 15 points a game before he got hurt. So he was a big part of us offensively. And so and it's definitely hurt us since he's been gone. And uh, Colin Macklin also has come back, and he had, I think, 14 or 16 points a couple games ago against St. Mary. So, yeah. I mean, he's – both of those guys are super athletic and can help us. But, I mean, we, we just got to – we got to be able to do it together, and so that's what they all have to understand. Hey, you have good players coming back that haven't been well. I mean, we got a mesh, so we have three games to do it. Yeah, well, I mean, that's probably the nice thing is. I know, I don't know how many, I don't know how coaches, maybe some coaches maybe believe in it, some coaches don't, about carrying over into a new season. Something tells me just to get those guys back out there. That's the one thing I think coaches, you got to be sitting here wondering what 2024 would have been like with Keon Hutton and, and Colin Macklin and some of these games that you came down and you lost by just a, a couple of points. It doesn't come down to one player, two players, or, or something like that. But you do wonder, though, a little bit what it would have been like. Yeah, the thing it just sucks for, for the guys, I mean, honestly, just because we were playing at a really high level. I mean, you yeah. look at the difference in this game and against Southwestern in our last game, you lost by seven. You know, you're up at half. You're 
they're just, I mean, having the firepower and, and the way that we were playing is completely different than the way we've played the second semester just because you lose two of your best athletes that handle the ball. And so, um, but, I mean, that's sports, and, and when you're you're a coach and you're on a team, people get injured, and sometimes it affects the, the year a lot, sometimes it doesn't, and so you can't look back and dwell. The thing that I'm excited about for, you know, we're looking at, hey, you know, looking at next year, you know, mm-hmm. who can we count on, who can we rely on? Well, now you get to see Colin and Keon finish the year, and, you know, hopefully they finish strong, and they're like, yeah, those are guys that we're, you know, we can count on, and they're, you know, uh, and getting that at least a couple games mm-hmm. back, you can, you can you know, look forward to next year with that, so. Yeah, for sure. All right, a couple more games left, and I know we can sit here and break down every single one of them. Probably no need to really do so. I think you kind of know what's coming up. Tabor's been – a nice surprise this year under Matt Warren in his second season. They they played better. They're they're young and they have a, a lot of talent on that squad. York came an eyelash away from knocking off Oklahoma Wesleyan last night in Nebraska. So we all know how tough it is inside the Freeman Center. And then Avila Avila also, if I recall correctly, I think Avila had a uh, somewhat good game last night for a little bit and. I think they actually ended up winning, if I recall correctly, or came close to winning one of the two. So, you know, they've had uh, a couple of those moments. I know it's been a, a tough season for Tyler Bradyhoff in his first year, but nonetheless, last three games, I guess you you know kind of what's in front of you. And at this point, those are three games, and to go three and zero to finish out the season, that that's obviously the goal. Yeah, I mean, it's that's what I'm telling our guys. You got you got three games ahead of you, and that's all that we're focused on. I mean, and you can get a lot of momentum and. Um, you know, I'm not not downplaying our opponents, but they are a lot more winnable than at Southwestern. You know, no offense to anybody because that's that's just a fact. And so, I mean, we got to go in there and compete, and it's going to be who has the most heart to me. You know, when you're playing, and some of these teams are not in the tournament, and it's a long shot for us. I mean, we're not out out yet. So, um, but I mean, you win three going into next year. You know, we talk about doubling up our win total and. Um, we're just – I'm excited to be able to compete. And, uh, you know, we just got it. We got to get that message through to our guys to not look ahead and just let's just finish the year. And, um, you know, with that – we've been through tough stretches in our schedule and this is a little bit more favorable. So let's just go and take advantage of that. All right, Coach. Well, thank you so much for your time here today. I know we have three games left, so that means next time we talk to you it will be a – an actual recap of 2023-2024. Best of luck for the finish of this season. All right, appreciate it. Phil McClintock, Edmonds basketball coach at Friends University here on the Friends Basketball Show from Wacom Sports Bistro. We're here every single week. You should come check out Wacom's on Mays Road. If you haven't yet, get out this way. Come when there's a game going on, maybe KU, maybe K-State. Truly get a feel of what this place is like during those games because it is a good atmosphere and we all know you're going to be satisfied food wise because they have so many great options on their menu lots of game day food with that southern twist i like my stuff a little spicy so this is right up my alley we appreciate the support of walk-on sports bistro for friends university athletics coming up this week the friends falcons go to Tabor, the final home game is just around the corner, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday when the Falcons take on the Avila Eagles. Hope you can join us there inside the Garvey Center. But if you can't make it, you can always catch the games online on the KCAC Network and Cox 122. On behalf of Phil McClintock, I'm Pat Stroppen saying so long from Walk-On Sports Bistro. Thank you so much for watching and listening to another edition 
of the France Basketball Show on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM.